No, I don't actually now, no. Uh, Adam, who's a local councillor? Do you know any local councillors? No. Ah, uh, not really, no. Eh, uh, no. I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't, no. No, couldn't say. No. No. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> no. No, I don't know, no. I'll not see when I go home tonight. Um, no. <laughs> I don't, actually. No. I do, but not offhand at the moment. No. I need it. Oh, I forget me. Welcome to Democracy on Your Doorstep, the podcast that explores the relationship between local councils and the communities they represent. My name's Maria Gannon. I'm a research associate here at Urban Studies in the University of Glasgow. You know, in 2010, the decision was made that they wanted to take a lot of money out of the system. Members, can I ask everybody to take their seat? It's now 10 o'clock. And if you take money out of local government, you've made the decision to take the money out of their budget and you've left it up to them to cut their cloth. Uh, good morning, everybody, and welcome along to the budget setting meeting here in the Civic Centre. I'd like to remind everyone present that this meeting will be broadcast live to the internet. The idea of the years is that you know, councils are meant to provide universal services. At what point do they become poorer services for poor people? Members are reminded that the cameras are activated by the sound system and they must switch microphones on when speaking and off when they're finished speaking. Um, the local press are always a great place to go and look, particularly around this, well, not this time, but a few weeks ago when it comes to budget time. Colleagues, this is the annual budget setting meeting. Because they're the ones that have, that have the lowdown, they have the stories. And this is the reception that was shut down. Okay. So this hasn't really been used for a few years now. But this is where people used to be able to come in and buy copies of the paper and talk to journalists right. until that was deemed too expensive. And uh, they got rid of the receptionist. There's two seats where I'm going to get another one. Well, my name is Neil McGrory and I am the local democracy reporter for North Lanarkshire. North Lanarkshire Council is a Labour authority. It has been since it was started in the 90s, 1997 was when North Lanarkshire Council began, I think, 96 possibly. It still has a fairly large SNP group. Councillor Strokes. Now, at this time of the year, and obviously this morning will be no different, it started already. We'll hear from the other side of the chamber here of the big bad Scottish government and all their, their cuts. And I wish they'd a pound for every time I'd heard it in here. There's also a Conservative group which, uh, was, which came in for the last election. It used to be just two parties plus independents, but uh, now there's a, there's a block of Conservatives as well. Councillor Gallagher. Since 2007, North Lanarkshire Council has had its budget slashed by over £230 million and we will witness a further cut today once the SNP and Greens shamelessly vote through their Scottish Government budget. For the people of North Lanarkshire, this means efficiency savings which every political group has had to consider in detail today. People don't like it when they have their services reduced. Uh, uh, we were similar with the, library, with the library closures and there were some a couple of years ago in North Lanarkshire which were threatened but averted at last minute. Things like that really get people out. Um, anything affecting educational services, like if a council wants to demolish a school, 
where it had people marching in the streets. Well, local country does. Yeah. It maintains things. Looking yeah. after the community really and making sure that everything's kind of running as it should. Okay. Well, it looks after the, it looks after all the local services, cleansing, libraries, uh, education, social work, environment, uh, environment. Bin. Do you want the sarcastic answer or do you want the honest answer? What do they do? Very little. Very little. Very little. North Lanarkshire Council has set its budget for the coming year. In setting the budget, the council restricted the council tax rise to 3% and agreed there would be no compulsory redundancies. My name is Benny Rankin and I'm a regional organiser for GMB Scotland with responsibilities for North Lanarkshire Council. So there's a, a reduction in posts of 43 janitors and the, the service is actually quite stretched as it is at this moment in time. I know the way the council are going and there's not a lot you can do about it. Uh, my name's Thomas Oliver and I was a janitor in St Anne's High School, Kirkintilloch, for approximately 20 years. I could see the point maybe a janitor involved with two schools where he goes to one first thing in the morning and he, once he's done there and he's made sure everything's okay and he goes to another. I still don't agree with not having a janitor on the premises. What happens if the janitor you've got is off skis away at the other school? They're putting the rod over their own back, I think. Uh, so we would go in frost file in the morning. Uh, you'd have a walk about the playground, make sure everything's okay, check the classrooms case has been a flood or somebody's broke windows, which is quite occasionally. You're in there having to thing way up and clean. Then after that, you've got the kids coming in. So you're watching out. You've got so many gates that the kids are coming in. So I think it's one of the biggest roles of the, of the janitor is just, it's been there. It's, it's been on site. Kids know the janitor's on site. They feel safe when the janitor's on site. Janitors in school, well, they're always here, they're watching kids, you know what's going on, if they're in trouble or kids misbehave, they're usually the first ones to see it happening. Janitors were always the biggest part when I was at school, so I think they're needed. I think a janitor is, as I said, heart of the school. He was just, he was everything, he was your dad, your uncle, your big brother, your priest, everything wrapped into one. Everybody went to the janitor before they would go to the school teachers. Janitors um, play an integral part in school. Shambolic is going to affect everybody involved in it, whether it be kids, adults, parents. Councillor Kenneth Duffy, the convener of the committee, said... We understand that this has been a contentious issue, with a lot of misinformation being presented particularly on social media. However, this is a big step forward for our schools and janitors. There is no doubt that the work our janitors do is invaluable to the overall school experience and the implementation of this review will mean all schools can benefit from a modern, comprehensive service. There has already been extensive communication and dialogue with staff and trade unions throughout the review and that will continue as findings are implemented. Janitors obviously do an important job and they're valued uh, for what we do, but we're not furry. Here in Cumbernauld, one very unpopular thing that was uh, agreed upon was to remove the animal collection from Palace Red Country Park, meaning that there is now nowhere in North Lanarkshire where say, children can go and see farm animals. 
Well, it's animals, isn't it? People go nuts for animals in this country. So the palace rig thing, that also had a protest where quite a few people, I think it was a few hundred, were protesting there. It's those kind of things that engage with people's imagination and they feel they need to make their voices heard. I'd say there was nearly about 200 of us and it was an absolutely rotten day weather-wise. So my name is Margaret Moyes, we're at Palace Rig Country Park. My title, as you would call it, is the, the setter-up of the Facebook page Save the Animals at Palace Rig Country Park. The budget cut was announced February, I believe it was. Then uh, we organised a march. By the Friday of the following week, the animals were removed without even the keeper's knowledge. It was done so covertly. What I can see now are just empty pens that were full of and the goats, the sheep, ducks there, there was rabbits everywhere, guinea pigs, um, hens, peacocks. You see folk wandering about because they're thinking, oh well, maybe they're just hiding in the little huts. A council spokesperson said... The council decided to rehome the animal collection at Palace Rig Country Park. This will generate a saving of £69,000 over two years from the cost of staffing, animal feed, vet services and maintenance of enclosures. So it's okay to tell us, yeah, we need to cut £35,000 a year. Well, I can show you ways to make ten times that, but why are you not doing it? A consultation will begin in April to develop a master plan for the long-term future of the park and we will be asking the public for their ideas. What they should be doing differently is looking at the park in ways to create revenue. Revenue is more around the expenditure on services, frontline services, whereas capital is more on building and large-scale projects, investing in a new park or something like that. A new play area will be created at Palace Rig, with the work expected to start on the site in May. They're investing 600000 to sort out the visitor centre. We're told let's, we're going to build a wooden fort. People with special needs that I see coming up in buses and they go around there in their wheelchairs and the excitement they see when they see those animals and connecting with them is amazing. You take all that away, what, what's a kid who's in a wheelchair going to do with a, a wooden fort or your treetop walk? I think what's happened with the Palace Rig pages, it's not just now about Palace Rig, but we're now seeing it as there's an underlying current of deep unhappiness with everything that's going on and people feel left behind, left out of things and the poorer for it. Some of the salaries that the uh, you know, council officials are receiving, they're astronomical. You know, there's chief executives and assistant chief executives within the councils getting paid more than the Prime Minister of this country, of the UK. I mean, they're there to run a council. I mean, these salaries are hitting nearly a quarter of a million pounds. You know, why do you keep trimming the tree at the bottom? We all need to share the pain. You know, we're all in it together. But fundamentally, it's only the people at the front line and the services to the community that get cut. It doesn't get cut at the top of the tree. And before we know it, the tree's going to fall because if you keep cutting the bottom of the tree, it becomes weak, weak, and then it'll just crash down, and that's the fear. Councils have X amount of money, so it's not like they're just sitting there with this massive cake going, great lads, how do we chop this up? The perception of councils as a whole tends to be that we're corrupt or incompetent in some way. I think you'll find that across the board, uh, people aren't very happy with local government. This has been Democracy on Your Doorstep, a podcast by Gianni Marini and Greg Ockham. Music was provided by Tone and Groove. More information can be found on our website, 